Welcome to the Exceptional Marriage Podcast with Chelsea and Beth Holm. We are going to be guiding you through basically sharing stories of our marriage, different things we've learned along the way, and how we've really taken concepts of marriage that everyone knows and been able to apply practical daily intentional action so that it, it comes to life in our everyday. So we're glad you're here and we can't wait to get started. Hey, uh, welcome to season two. So it's been a while, um, but Chelsea and I have uh, began just this past week uh, doing another marriage course at our church. Um, it has a variety of lessons and we just thought it'd be fruitful to kind of share our perspectives and uh, some of the key concepts from the course that we learned and walked through together. Um, and I think it's just a good idea to, even though we've, we've done this course last year, um, and this curriculum is not much different, so a lot of the same concepts and lessons um, that we had last year, I mean, it's just awesome to continue, continually reflect upon the, the principles and be reminded of a lot of the things, especially the biblical aspects that are supplement each lesson um, as we walk through our marriage together. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we did kind of take a little hiatus there. Um, if you got my email, then <laughs> you know the whole backstory to that. Um, but we're back. We're excited. And we're going to keep these episodes much shorter. It's going to be much more relaxed. We're literally sitting in our bed right now with the laptop on the bed recording this. And you'll probably hear our kids knocking every five seconds asking what they were supposed to be doing right now, which is cleaning. <laughs> um, so like Zach said, we're, we're doing this marriage class again. This year we have new books, um, but still primarily the same topics, just expanded upon. And week one was all about love and how, you know, we all have our own definition of love. Um, and that's based on you know, the people around us, the relationships um, in our life, like parents, friends, parents, um, TV, movies, books, all kinds of different influences in how we, we think of love early on, right? And then, of course, that is compared to God's actual definition of love. Um, and one of the things that stuck out most to me this week was something that just the stages of love. There's new love then disappointed love, and then finally committed love. Um, and another way to say this was heavenly, hellish, and holding on to tensions. Um, and I think the reason this stuck out most to me is just this concept of it's a choice. You know, that's not what the world says. The world, we get a lot of pictures of it's all based on feelings, right? And when the feelings aren't there anymore, well, that's your sign. It's time to move on, right? Throw in the towel, quit and move on. And God's definition of love is not like that at all. It's really, it's really about that choice. And, um, you know, there's love, the feeling, which the world likes to focus on, which heavily influences us, but that's actually the fruit and love, as God defines it, is really the verb. That's the action. That's where that choice comes in, that active choice to put your selfish needs aside and to serve your spouse before yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So what were some of your takeaways from this week? Um, no, you hit on a, a lot of them that I think. Um, but the, the, the one of the things that you already mentioned that I, I liked focusing on and really uh, let marinate 
with me was the, you know, the stages of love. Um, and a lot of times people think that, you know, these stages are equal or they only happen once. Um, and anyone who's been married longer than, you know, a few years understands that, you know, that infatuation stage or that first stage that you talked about of heavenly love, um, <clears throat> it, I mean, it, it's not something that's constant. Um, and it's not like you only have it once in your marriage either, you know. Uh, but the same thing with uh, disappointed love. And sometimes, because we all will experience a disappointment in relationships, even even platonical relationships, uh, they could last a uh, a long time, uh, or they could be very short. It just depends on how people deal with conflict or how people deal with um, forgiveness. Um, but I think it's important to realize that that is a phase that you know each <clears throat> excuse me that people go through as they express love towards others or uh, receive love from others. So I think that that is really uh, something to, to really grasp reality of and know that hey, after that is another great season. So, because it is cyclical, um, so uh, that's something that I, I really thought about those phases that we talked about this past week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that one of the other things that really stuck out to me was this concept of you don't behave your way into, fe- or you do behave your way into feelings. You don't feel your way into behavior. Um, and if you're familiar with our talk from last year, um, you know we. That was really the piece that we were missing was the daily practical steps of intentionally growing together in our marriage versus when you aren't intentional about your marriage, you will naturally grow apart. Um, And so I think that that was just reiterated to me in the fact that our feelings come as an after benefit of our behaviors and it's not the other way around and uh, I loved this definition love is a stubborn preoccupation with serving the needs of another Um, I'm very stubborn (laughs) Zach would agree with me on that right honey yeah Yeah. Um, (laughs) in a good way I think sometimes in a bad way but as I grow more I think it's more of a good way but yeah yeah. and uh, you know everyone is generally familiar with the the terminology of the roommate stage, right? Mm. Um, and honestly, you're a lot of times when people are experiencing that roommate phase, uh, there's not a whole lot of action, which mm. brings us back to what you had talked about of love is a verb. Love is something you do. Um, and much like maybe your daily workout, you're not feeling it every day. You don't no. feel like working out every day. I don't, I don't feel like, you know, going out of my way and doing something selfless to serve my spouse. Anyone who wakes up that way every day uh, must be very blessed because, you know, most people don't. And so I just, you know. I think they might be lying to themselves. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think um, we just, we all have this natural self-centeredness and um, just coming to this understanding, which I think in our discussion and our class was, you know, having this understanding that we're just not enough for each other and only God is. Oh, you were going to say that? Yeah, I had that. Was oh, okay, was that was your say. next thing. Okay, well, go ahead and you can. Oh, I was just going <laughs> to say, what, one of the things I wrote down in my notes was uh, when you really boil it down and if you do a true assessment, um, 
from your perspective and your spouse's perspective, you should both conclude that uh, we're simply not enough for each other. We're, we're never going to be the perfect spouse. Um, <clears throat> and that's something that we should not be necessarily be happy about, but all or that... Or discouraged by. Or dis- yeah, or, or discouraged. Or encouraged by. Right. So, uh, and that just really brings you to, to the, the point where you're like, well, what am I going to do about that? Does that mean I should just quit? Like, uh, bringing back the similar comparison to a working out, right? Well, I'm never going to be, you know, Mr. Universe. Well, does, <laughs> does that mean that I should just throw in the towel and, you know, never do a push-up? <laughs> True. It doesn't. It's a so, good way to look at it. Um, so I, even though I know I'm never going to be enough for my spouse and she's never going to be enough for me, uh, doesn't mean that we can't continually improve. Continually yeah. improve. Well, and it doesn't sound super sexy to think about your marriage as daily disciplines and actions, right? But um, in that phase of committed love, which is probably the biggest phase that we have, right? Most people throw in the towel before right. they really even get there. Um, but it's it's coming at it from this perspective of we understand each other's weaknesses and struggles. And I think one of the biggest things for us that we learned last year, I, mean, I guess in the last couple of years, was that... We never do anything to intentionally hurt the other person. And so we've really shifted to this perspective of, okay, just because I'm feeling hurt in this moment does not mean that he did something to me intentionally to hurt my feelings. It was probably just a misunderstanding. And I think that that's changed how we show up in our actions every day is just having this benefit of the doubt for each other, having, you know, thinking the best of each other. Um, and knowing that we have the same common goal of taking our marriage from good to exceptional. And there's days where it feels exceptional and there's days where it doesn't feel so good, right? Um, but that's where the commitment comes down to. Um, and I think, you know, now that we've shared some of the some of our takeaways, <clears throat> we obviously we know, I, I explained that we're doing this through um, our church. This is biblically based. So... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all the things that we... Sorry, it's morning, so I'm clearing my voice. <laughs> I know. Now. We had our coffee. Uh, haven't spoke a lot today yet. <laughs> <clears throat> but to really take all these observations that we're sharing with you and uh, just benchmark them against what God's Word says about love, you know, God's pr- perfect love for us. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that I one of the last things I talked about was that we're not enough for each other. Well, God's love is. Right. Um, and... God's love for us also is rooted a lot in mercy and grace, which is, despite the fact that we're not perfect for each other and God is. Uh, I think our kids might be killing me. Today. <laughs> <laughs> we promise everything is okay. Our kids are fine. <laughs> um, but what a great, perfect example to show mercy and grace in your marriage. And mm-hmm. that goes back to what Chelsea was saying of, hey, even though you know your, your spouse is not per- perfect, um, and I'm not perfect. Well, that doesn't mean I can't get better at showing grace, understanding, uh, compassion, uh, for the perspectives of my wife. And, um, much like Chelsea said, look at things in the best light. Um, that's really going to help you get through, um, you know, those phases of disappointment when you are, mm-hmm. uh, hurt by your spouse. So with that, I mean, we, we walked through first Corinthians chapter 13, um, all the things that God says love is. Mm-hmm. And um, and that can be a, a principle applied to 
to even your love with your, your family members or your friends. Um, it's just a good way for us to walk out our faith in Christ and commitment to him. Yeah. Um, but also, particularly <laughs> through this class, you know, we're focusing on it with our spouse. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to remember that God's definition of love is not familiar to the natural world. It is not what comes natural to us. It is completely unnatural to us as human beings. Um, This is why people don't understand it. This is why it's hard for us and it takes intentional action and discipline to walk these things out. Um, And one thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, when we're talking about this perspective of we come at each other with this perspective of believing the best in each other, that we have good intentions, um, with that, just having this understanding that our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts and perspective is everything. And, you know, two people can look at the exact same situation and have completely different perspectives on the same thing that happened. And, you know, it's up to us. I always tell our kids, you know, nobody chooses how you respond, how you think, speak, or act except you. And I think just having this mirror, I guess, moment of reflecting on what's working well in our marriage and what's not like and being honest with ourselves of you know I am not very good at this and (laughs) you know I have room to improve and uh, that was something I learned last year is you know I love to be optimistic and rate our marriage as like a 10 right or I think I said what did I say eight or nine yeah something like that you know but that doesn't leave much room for improvement (laughs) and Zach helped me through just funny (laughs) a whole situation of seeing that you know we do have a lot of room for improvement and we improved within the last year and you know there's still lots of room for improvement I wouldn't say we're ever really arrived at perfection on this side of heaven Um, and one thing that stuck out to me was you know when you are at your worst think about this that God sacrificially moved towards you And then turning that question on yourself, when my spouse is at his worst, am I moving towards him or am I building walls or am I like kind of keeping him at a distance or am I actually moving towards him? And I think it's, it's just a good check-in kind of like a gas tank gauge, you know, where, where am I on this, (laughs) this speedometer or whatever? Well, in anything, it's, it's good to take assessments and I don't mean like a business, like we have to, you know. Metrics. Metric. <laughs> and a metric style quantify everything. But well, kind of. <clears throat> look, a little, you know, somewhat. Somewhat. I'm just saying the reason Chelsea had a skewed rating of where we were was because she was looking at things at things holistically with a, a single numerical value. And I compared to most of the world, we're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but when you when you look at things from multiple areas of you know, you you're not you wouldn't give that same numerical rating of one, let's say one to 10, just for simplicity, uh, to absolutely every facet of life. Mm, so that's why when you give a, an overall assessment of where you're at, there's always somewhere where you can do better. Oh, always, always somewhere where you can do better. So I think that that's going to wrap it up. We'll leave you with that. And, uh, we just encourage you to, Take a real hard look at where you're at and be honest with yourself and be honest with each other um, and just come at it as a perspective of we have lots of room to grow, but at the end of the day, God is the only love that's going to be enough for us, and that's an encouragement because that gives us the freedom 
to struggle well together, which was the phrase last year. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Any last words? Yeah, just, uh, you know, I think the big takeaway from my purview is just that remind yourself that love's not a feeling. Mm -hmm. It's not an emotion. Um, It's a... It's a deliberate means of, of loving other people and, through your actions. Mm-hmm. And you have to choose it sometimes. Yep. And the feelings will come. Yep. Some days and some days not. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how hard you try, they just won't be yeah. there. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we're, we're moving in the same direction. All right. We hope you guys enjoy this uh, episode. And we will see you guys soon. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Exceptional Marriage Podcast. Make sure that you guys leave us a five-star review and any thoughts that you had from this week's episode. Um, We'd love to hear your questions, too. If there's something that's really weighing on your heart, leave those in the comments. We would love to be able to answer those and bring those up um, in upcoming podcasts. Until then.